Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 172 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Asthma Castle with Chirality. It's a single they just put out last week. Of course, Asthma Castle has been featured on the podcast in the past. Justin Etham, the guitarist, uh, came on for an episode pretty early on. I want to say in the 40s, maybe. Maybe within the first year of the podcast. I don't know if it was that early, but it was pretty close. Um, so glad to play them again. The, the band also features Adam Jarvis, who's in also, of course, in every band. But he was just on this year uh, talking about Scour. But he also does this one. It's obviously different from Scour. It's different from uh, Pig Destroyer. It's different from uh, Justin's other band, Integrity. It's different from the guy. The, there's a guy from J. Roddy Walston in the business in this band. Well, it used to be. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, it's different from all their other things that they used to do. Or still are currently doing. But it's very good. Very well done. A little stoner, doom, sludge, whatever you want to call it. They have a really clever name for it. I totally forget what it is. Uh, we talked about it last time. But you'll have to go back and find that episode and listen to it. And then while you're doing that, go listen to uh, Mount Crushmore. Which is their full length they put out. Uh, it's a debut full length. I believe it might be the only one. That came out on, I want to say, Hellmistress, Hellmistress Records. I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head here. I can see it across the room on my shelf. It's a great-looking record. I can tell you that. Go back and buy that if you can. It's a uh, very well-made uh, LP, which might seem like an odd compliment, but <laughs> if you like records, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's a sturdy motherfucker. Anyway, that song you just heard was initially included on the No Stage Diving fundraiser compilation for the iconic Baltimore uh, venue, The Autobar. I love The Autobar. I've had so many good times in The Autobar. Um, and, <laughs> and now they just released it. Uh, on its own here streaming everywhere for you to enjoy streaming right here at the beginning of episode 172 of getting it out podcast and what's going on on this episode is a very cool interview with pear weberg if you're not familiar with that name you are certainly familiar with his work he uh, has been he was in opeth for nearly 10 years he was in spiritual beggars still is uh he was in kamchaka he was, he's done stuff with the bakerton group with the guys in clutch uh, he's been in, or worked with Big Scenic Nowhere, Carcass, Candlemass. The list is pretty endless. If, when you look up at his at his discography, uh, you can get lost in there, and you'll see so much cool shit and that, that he's been able to be a part of. And now he gets to add "Getting It Out" podcast to that. Lucky him. Check it. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Thanks, as always, to Hot Zone for the hot intro. The best thrash band in the world from New Jersey. Crossover thrash band, whatever they want to call themselves. I appreciate them, and I appreciate that they finally got me a custom-made intro song. It's been a while now, so I appreciate it. Um, What I also appreciate is getting opportunities like I did on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast, where I got to speak to someone who had a hand in creating some of my favorite music that's out there. Um, as I mentioned to Pear, and I'll tell you now, I am a big Opeth fan. And uh, you can pretty much point to any era, and I'll tell you that it's all good. I don't care what they do. I pretty much love it all. That's <laughs> that's kind of how it's, how it's gone down. I have yet to be uh, significantly disappointed at anything they've released. And he was on several of these records, from uh, Ghost Reveries all the way up to Heritage, I think. 
including quite a few live records, uh, which their live records are always great. I have uh, right here in front of me, I have the box set for the live at the Royal Albert Hall performance. There's also the Roundhouse tapes. I got that on CD somewhere around here. Love that one too. One of the only bands that I actually listen to their live albums and pursue them and buy them. Anyway, point is, I like that band <laughs> a lot. So when I get the opportunity to speak to anybody in it, I'm going to take that chance. And it just so happens that Pear is not only an ex-member of Opeth, but he's also releasing awesome music of his own. We will, of course, fill you in all about that through the rest of the episode. But I just wanted to give you a little context. This is this is equal to having past guests like I did with like Mina from Life of Agony, or the Kohler Brothers from Sick of It All, or Tommy Victor from Prong, Scooter Ward from Cold, Away from Voivod, Brian Tatler from Diamond Head, Dwid from Integrity, Eddie Sutton from Leeway, Mike Score from All Out War. Anyway, the point is that these are all bands that I've loved, that I've gotten the opportunity to talk to just because of this podcast. Burton C. Bell, Dave Smalley. I bet I could keep doing this for a while. I just have to look at a list. That'd be cheating, though. I'm trying to go off the top of my head. I only cheated a little bit. Anyway, no need to waste any more time reading off names of people that I, that I like. So uh, let's just go into a conversation with somebody who I like. <laughs> that sounds odd, but yeah, let's just keep it. This song is called In the Land of the Living. Change. Gotta know it. 
success I lost all faith while cleaning up your mess Hide the skull and crossbones flag Oh, your next ride will be in a body bag Late night congregation Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. I mean, you, you, cool. you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I'm I'm doing fine over here. So. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Hey, 
Uh, my name is Dan. Um, I'm excited to be talking to you. Okay, cool. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. Um, I, well, I'll be up front and I'll get it out of the way right away because um, I want to talk about this new record. But I'm a huge uh, Opeth fan, so I love – so you, you're part of some of what I really consider my favorite records of all time. So I want to thank you for your contribution there, first of all. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, anyway, so um, how are you doing today? I think I already asked you that, but but um, but it's it's we're obviously at a time difference. So you're in the evening, aren't you? Yes, it's uh, six o'clock in the evening here, awesome. and uh, it's um, we're getting there closer to summer. Weather's is, uh, weather is uh, pretty good today, actually. So is it good? Because it's it's, not- it's raining over here, and it's you know whatever it'll do, but. That's all right. Well, I'm I'm in Stockholm. I live in Stockholm, and uh, we we've gotten rid of the ice and snow uh, quite a while ago. So, I mean, um, I'm I'm just longing to jump in the water. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I hope you get to do that soon. I don't know. I don't know how. You know, I don't. I'm not well traveled at all, so I don't know the difference in in seasons or if we have any. I'm in Pennsylvania over here in the states, so. Uh, you know, East Coast, Northeast, same. about the same. It would be much the same here in Stockholm as what 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 you're having, actually. Good. So we're right around the corner from that, from jumping in the water weather then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, hey, um, you got this, this new record coming out, um, and it's called All is Well in the Land of the Living, but for the rest of us, Lights Out, which is a long title, by the way. I'm sure you know that. <laughs> yeah, I guess... Um, it's it's being referred to as all is well dot 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 these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, right? You got you got to take yeah. that. But so that that comes out on May fourteenth, at least over here. Is that a is that an international release date? Yeah, it's the same date everywhere. Awesome, and that's coming out on. Des- How do we say this right? Despots Records. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, but for you, you've been involved in and in, in, in so many projects and have done so many different things. Um, in in music that that this is the latest of what you've done, but this is only the second solo release, correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So for you personally, when did you actually when did you start making music? I've always written music um, since I was a kid. Um, I was one of those when when I was trying to learn how to play an instrument. I had difficulties focus focusing on you know learning um, or what do you call it reading music. So I, instead, I made up my own music. You know, uh, yeah, that was so. Um, I I can't read music yet. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I don't think you need to at this point. I think you've gotten far so, enough without uh, it. But um, so I've I've been writing music for projects and bands that I've been uh, been in my whole life. Um, I've, I've had a couple of bands through the years where I've written the majority of, of the music and lyrics. Um, this is the first time like these two, this new upcoming release and the previous full length, those are the first albums that are released under my own name. Uh, instead of a band name so to speak yeah 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 so so um 
that what what brought you to the point that you or why did you decide to go off on your own and do these records under your own name when you were already producing so much stuff with so many other people? It's like, what's different about about your solo stuff compared to your collaborations with other people? Well, uh, first, I, I play play and sing pretty much everything on these uh, records, except for drums, because I'm uh, extremely... I suck really bad at playing <laughs> drums. That would be... It. A horrible listen for everyone if I try to do that. But, you could call it uh, experimental. So, <laughs> I could, yes, but but not in a in a cool way. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, I have some really good friends that help out with those kind of things. Um, uh, so, but but apart from drums, I play and sing everything on these albums. So I, I thought it would be fair to re- release it under my own name and also if I was when it comes to music I'm usually not that nervous um, about anything but when that first album when I did the first album under my own name that felt uh, a bit different uh, compared to anything I've done before because it's it's a different thing when when you just put your own name on a thing instead of a band name uh, you can't hide behind your own name, so to speak. <laughs> sure, and you're taking you're basically taken when you're going by you know your solo name. You're going you're taking full responsibility for everything that's on there. You can't put it off on somebody else. Um, that no, I mean, yeah, good. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like when you put your own name on there. It's it's like okay, so that's him now. So that's what he wanted to sound like all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, but. Um, but I, I don't, that was maybe one of the concerns I had before doing that. Uh, I thought about calling this something as well, uh, mm-hmm. be, before, but, but I thought it would, I have to try it and, and give it a shot to see what happens and how I feel about it, you know? And, and I wasn't for this new EP that's coming out. I didn't think about it at all. So I guess I've gotten used to it and and um, I think it's, I guess, I mean, since I'm doing everything, it should be under my name, I guess. So Yeah, I think that's fair. But but now, like you said, you seem more uh, competent and relaxed in it, um, putting it out under your own name. Uh, Head Without yeah. Eyes, though, that came out just, it was just two years ago, right? That's not that long ago. And In uh, 19, yeah. Right. So one of the things that I thought was interesting that I learned about about you and that record was that you had mentioned in, in other interviews that that you only those songs were only like uh, six months old or something? They weren't. Those weren't like uh, build-ups, lifelong you know songs that you were working on forever and then finally released. Like some people say that their their solo stuff might be. Um, is that is that, am I right about that? Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, uh, it's it's not it's not stuff that I've been piling up for thirty years or anything. It's just. Um, it, I was just inspired to do something a little bit different um, using influences and stuff that I haven't used in other contexts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so so it was all the music for this new EP and the, the full length has been written and recording during the last, you know, five years or whatever. So... Yeah, well, go- going off of that, the fact that the first record was done that way, I was curious how how recent the this EP stuff is. 
because there's some things about it that I think sound like they they it could have been you know written and produced recently just by the feeling of of this EP uh, by the title of it by 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 a lot of things it seems extremely recent. What where did what did these four songs start taking shape? Um, actually, right right after Head Without Eyes was released. Um, also because when that album was released, I I was a bit wishy washy about you know should I play live or shouldn't I try to play live? I I thought because everything I've been in uh, been been a part of my whole musical life has been music that's been meant to be played live. Right. Uh, it felt kind of wrong to do something for me because uh, that's that's like when you make music and you write music and you record music, all the stuff that I like and do, it's it's like payday when you get to play it live, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to, for me to do a record and not play it live feels kind of weird it's not like you're really it's not like you're really done with the with the songs you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh, so but after head without eyes i decided like i have to give this a shot and try and play it live but then time went on and then i thought i can I can do an EP and then really try to get on some tours, you know, like opening up for, for whatever band. Yeah. Or, and so the whole intention with the EP was to record it pretty quickly, uh, get it out there and, and try to get shows together. Uh, but then we all know what happened. So I didn't have to say <laughs> about shows for a while. Yeah. Did, so, did, you, did you put off putting it all together or was this supposed to come out earlier? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it if it could have been released earlier, but you know, it's it's nothing that you think about because it is what it is. Right. So I'm I'm just happy that it it's being released now, and um, I've had time to work on the next full length as well. So maybe there won't be that long of a gap in between this one and the next one either so yeah there you go there's one way of looking at it what was finally the 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 push that made you say fuck it we're gonna put it out now well that's that's for the label to say (laughs) (laughs) because this was done in uh september or october last year okay so it's not too yeah too far off then no it's not no definitely not well, what, what can you tell me um, just about this title? Because the title obviously has a lot to do with the record. Each each track is is a piece of this title. Where where did this all all is well in the land of the living, but for the rest of us lights out? What is it? Where does that come from? What does that mean to you? Uh, all the lyrics on this new EP comes from a song from the first album. It's it's. Um, there's a song on that album called Anywhere the Blood Flows. Yeah, it's a great uh, song. It's like the second track on that record, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so this EP is kind of loose and abstract in a sense, but all the lyrics are based on that on the lyrics of that song. So it's like a continuation of that little story or whatever. Oh wow, I didn't put that together at all. 
No, it's not easy to know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a little, little bit of insight. Um, and then that's, that, that, that explains it too, because uh, I was you know, just looking at it, like, why this is really focused on this title. But uh, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So there's, there's a, these are, I wouldn't say they're long songs, but they're lengthy for, you know, four tracks enough to, you know, I don't know how, what's the full running time. It's over 20 minutes though, right? I assume. Yeah, it's uh, 24 minutes. 24. Yeah. And um, there's a, this feels, oh, I'll let you, I'll let you tell me what you think. But to me, this feels darker than the LP and heavier in a, in a way, maybe not necessarily, um, sonically but it's just uh, it just feels heavier um what do you feel is the big difference between the lp and the ep um it's uh, well that's actually what what friends have told me as well that i've heard it or listened to it that this feels darker uh, and i haven't thought about it that way but maybe it is i don't know um because like dark and heavy can be very different things to to different people mm-hmm. you know like not necessarily i maybe it is a little bit darker but not necessarily in a what would you call it in a metal kind of way yeah you know yeah. it's yeah. not it's not heavy in that sense but the mood is very heavy it's it's very dark in 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 a, in a not metal way <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know how to define that but i think people know what you mean you know uh i think it's it's a little bit different because i incorporated to me writing the music it's a little bit different than the first album because it contains certain ideas that wasn't there on the first album which is uh, improvisation there's like the third third track on this or the second if you like vinyl uh, uh, the first on the second side if you like vinyl um but for the rest of us exactly that is uh that was basically just uh i just set the watch like the timer on the watch for (laughs) six minutes and i'll do a piano improvisation and then i did that and then i arranged all the other instruments after that to to sort of kind of fit with the improvisation and i've never done anything like that before so that was that was a interesting idea and something that i want to explore further with other things as well that's really because you you have a written part and then then you you know put a melody on top or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to that so that's so that really- was that's really cool, and that's one of the. That's actually the, the song I wanted to ask you about on here because to to me that one, that one uh, is where I feel get the most darkness, where I feel the most, where it's almost like heavy in an in an anxious way, you know, not heavy like in a, it's not heavy in like in a scary way. It's just like a, in this anxious, and it, it's just it feels very moody, and um, and. Uh, but obviously you were just like you said you were just uh it was it was it started off as improvisational so i guess there was no intention on where that song was going when you started it well i i kind of i chase moods and vibes you know when you do when you do improvisation and like you mentioned 
that that was kind of the feel that I was after. Uh, so the way I, I I just do when I did this, I just do three takes. It's it's like a lot of times if if uh, someone asks you to record a solo or anything on top of anything, you know, mm. someone gives you a song and they want you to record a solo, and then usually what I do, I don't know how other people do it. It's like you would do three takes or something and then you listen through them and and see if there's anything good and anything to keep or maybe one is better than the other or sometimes you piece them to the best parts together but with this i i decided that i'm I'm not going to piece anything together i'll just do three different takes and i choose the one that's closest to the feel that i'm after so, yeah, um, I don't know if I answered your question at all. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and the, what, but that brings me to the question: when you're doing, when you're doing solo stuff like this, um, where where it's all you, well, for the most part, all you, uh, how do you do the quality control? Like, you know, there's what what makes you? Yeah, it's it's all on you, right? So, do, do you? Do you bring this to other people and say, hey, what do you think? Or is this just all you, your opinion? This is what I like. This is how I'm going to do it. I guess one of the reasons to do a solo venture like this is to not having to ask anybody anybody about anything, really. Yeah, no compromise. Uh, no, exactly. But as a music fan, I'm a big music nerd. And you you just wanna sometimes you're you're not certain about what you're doing. You just do stuff and you you have to leave it for a couple of days or a week and and listen again with fresh ears, so to speak, to see if if it sucks or if you still get any inspiration or vibes from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's difficult. It's definitely a lot more difficult to to do the quality control totally on your own. Um, it's it's so cool when you're playing in bands because you you can always bounce ideas off each other, you know, and 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 it's and it's easier to to get get to closer to like a good compromise if that's an English expression, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like uh, like this is this is good. Let's yeah, we decide this is good and let's stick with this. But if when you're on your own, that's a difficult thing. Um, but not to pat myself on the back too much. But I've been on quite a few recordings and I played with lots of bands. So a lot of I think a lot of times I know what I'm after. Um, that doesn't necessarily say that it's really good. But it, if if I can find that feeling or whatever that that I'm after, I'm happy. Uh, then it's up to others to, you know, to say if it sucks or if it's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and it's totally totally one of the benefits, like you said, of doing um, your own work, your own, your own solo stuff. You definitely have the, the discography and the resume of somebody who knows what they're doing. When I look at like all the things that you've done 
it's it's really amazing how much how much output you have out there in the musical world and the, and really the variety of it too um and what's also interesting about this is speaking of that variety is how this uh this EP the, your solo stuff does not necessarily sound a lot like other things you've done there's elements but this really does sound like something different um is that was that basically was that one of the big intentions of of going off on your own is just to do basically just do a different sound that you wanted to do. Yes. Uh, because it would be not stupid, but it would be for me unnecessary to write, try and write a solo album that would sound like a combination of black Sabbath and deep purple. <laughs> That's, <laughs> There's, there's no point in doing that because I played that style of music with several different bands through the years yeah. and, and I've enjoyed it playing, playing that style. It's not that I haven't enjoyed the bands that I've been in. It's just that it's, it felt important to do something with all that music that I've been listening to my whole life and all the music that inspired me but hasn't necessarily been there for a lot of the bands and projects that I've been a part of, you know. Yeah, so yeah. this is a way of sort of channeling all that stuff in, into a new thing. So so hopefully, I mean, I, to me, it's it's very difficult, I think, to sort of have an objective state of mind to view your own work uh, like this but i would like to think that you would recognize certain elements from from stuff that i've been a part of but also that there's a new a new a new angle on it yeah a new angle to it so well i think you're successful in in doing that i think that's exactly what i that's exactly what i what i get when i listen to it you mentioned um like other influences that you wanted to incorporate. And I see from, you know, your social media and what you talked about, your, your, what you call being a music nerd. I guess that makes me a music nerd too. Cause I like doing the same things as you're doing where it seems like you're always, and I love this telling people what you're listening to and incur and basically making music recommendations. Um, tell them, check out these records. Um, here's my top list of the year. Uh, what do you think drives you to do that? Because that's something that I that I do as well, and I don't know how to explain why that seems that important to me to just tell people and just recommend new music. Can are you able to verbalize that? Mm, no, not really. It's <laughs> it's also a case of like my best friends are also music nerds, so that's that's what. I talk about in my spare time as well, you know, yeah. what, what's good and what, what's happening and who's releasing a new album and blah, blah, blah. And, and those are the things that I'm into. I, I do think, though, there's such a vast amount of music being created and released uh, these days. So why would I spend time to uh, not recommend stuff? You know, there's people who like to complain about everything. Yeah. It's like, like, and and being funny over a bad album or whatever. And but that's that's not well spent time, in my opinion. It's better to 
you know, if you find something cool, share it. Mm -hmm. That's what you're supposed to do um, <clears throat> with any kind of art. I think it it's, doesn't have to be music. It could be theater, books or whatever. Um, share it because it always leads to something good. It never leads to anything good if you use your use your media platform or whatever it is to tell people what sucks. I don't know what, <laughs> what, what I don't know what good that would do, you know. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I do have to say though if 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 you make an album um and and someone puts it down in a very well-spoken way that's usually quite entertaining you know but at least people have spent some time then on the wording and everything you know yeah yeah but, well as somebody like yourself who's who's been part of a lot of projects and has had a lot of your music criticized is how do you how do you take how do you take record reviews like if somebody puts out a a, a review for for the cp what like what do you do you read into them are you interested in them do you not care what's your take on just reading reviews of your own stuff um i like it but over i like reading it and over the years i i don't think i don't th take it personally at all anymore uh but i do like to read them and i like i like i really like good music journalism um i like to read about music when you can tell that the person that have written this know their shit, you know, they know the history, they know the references to why they think this music sucks or is the best they've ever heard, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I love reading that kind of... Uh, and, and if one of those um, journalists... Or whatever would hate my EP, so be it. But I don't, I, I wouldn't care because it's all subjective anyway. You know, you can't please anybody, uh, everybody. Um, but so I, I like to read it, but it, it doesn't bother me too much if you know what I mean. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you because go ahead? No, I, I'm just, I just like to read stuff like when it's informative, you know. Um, it's very easy to say something is superb or it sucks. That's, but it's it's a lot harder when people are, are when they have to tell why they think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and everybody, like you said, everybody's quick to point out what sucks, but they can't really tell you why it sucks. And that's a that's a very good point. And uh, I think, yeah, I, I talk to a lot of a lot of musicians, obviously, and the the main thing that I get out of people with the reviews is that they, they do like reading them. And sometimes they, they prefer reading the negative ones though. I don't know that I always believe that. Um, but yeah, usually it's the same kind of deal is that when somebody says it sucks, there's no, there's no frame of reference. It's just, it's, it's, it's no good. And that's not, you know, that's kind of useless. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if it's a, if it's a, a well-written, you know, bad review, that's cool. And, you know, it's also, I think, for any musician or anyone doing anything creative, you're always chasing the next uh, next step or next moment or whatever. So when you look back at 
I mean, I'm I'm in a good position now with the EP because I can listen to it just as music, if you know what I mean. It's not like I'm listening to all the mistakes and what I thought was what what I do bad or good or whatever. I can listen to it and enjoy it as music, but it has to pass time in between that because mm-hmm. when you just record it and mix things, the only thing you think about is, oh, is that guitar too loud? I didn't sing well there. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But after, as time goes by, you get, you know, you get a good perspective on things. And and a lot of the times, or most of the times, you realize that next time I'm going to do this and this better. But that was good, you know. And if if you see, if you read a review that have, you know, that can sort of grasp what you're after and review it like that, then it it makes sense. You know, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If they got some valid points, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. Well, you're speaking of, like, yeah. as you said, what's next? This now that you have this EP recorded, and it's it looks like it's it looks like it's coming out mid-May. I know a lot of a lot of pressing plant, plants have been uh, hit with delays and such. Um, yeah, you, you guys, from what I'm reading on 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 the well, I pre-ordered it, and from what it says, it still seems to be able to ship mid-May. Um, whether it actually does or not, I don't know, because that seems to be the case for a lot of places. But um, but after after this, and when this record comes out, what can you do other than this, or what are you planning to do? Are you are you looking ahead to touring yet, or is that still waiting? I tried to. Um, I mean, for everyone, it's it's very much up in the air um, with with touring. I think. I think like touring is going to get back to not normal. I don't think it's ever going to be like the normal that we had before. It's going to be a new normal, I guess. But uh, I think it's going to be better from 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to get out there. Um, and, um, so I think I guess that's what I need to do is like see if I can get on any tours um, um, to to play live. That that's my wish. But um, I'm thinking that maybe the easiest is to play a couple of shows in Sweden because that means that I don't have to travel to play, which is obviously going to be tough to do for at least another six months i guess Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm. to so i guess try to find some gigs in sweden if it's allowed like this fall Um, and take it from there that's the only thing i can do and it's more or less the same for everyone so yeah, has, I mean, has everyone has anybody started playing over there yet? Or I don't I don't know what the situation is there. I know here people have started <laughs> doing outdoor shows. There was one over the weekend in New York that got a little out of control with a Mad Ball show, but uh, you know whatever. Yeah, it's, it, it's starting to happen. <laughs> I saw footage from that uh, <laughs> Mad Ball uh, gig. Yeah, and I was wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Um, no, there are no, there are no shows 
like that here in Sweden or Scandinavia at all um, yet. Uh, I think maybe for smaller audience, there's the possibility of some outdoor gigs this summer, maybe small, small shows. Um, it depends on how everything goes with the vaccine, I guess. If it's going to be possible to do something like that or otherwise have to wait for the fall. So. Yeah. Well, the, the, so it seems like you're, you're being cautiously optimistic, which makes sense. Um, the one, one last question here on the CP um, with, with all these, with all these records that you've been a part of and you've put out and, you know, from the big ones to the small ones, when you have something like this and maybe it's different because it's your own, uh, your own solo stuff, when, when this, when, like when all is well in the land of living, but for the rest of us lights out releases, what is the most exciting part for you? Like, what are you looking forward to with this? Is it, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, with, with all the records you've done, what, what is exciting about a record release for you? Um, well, it's always when, when you get, you know, like a physical copy in your hands, it, it, it's always like a, a sense of, uh, that you achieve a, a sense of achievement, so to speak, that all the work that you put into something, finally, it's, it's something that you can hold in your hands and, and look at and yeah, I did this and uh, I'm unfortunately a little bit like as soon as I put it in the shelf, I just think, let's make another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but just to have, just to get an album in your hands, like a physical copy is, it's to me, maybe it has a lot to do with, uh, what generation I am, you know, how, since I grew up listening to, uh, albums um but it it's it's important to me it feels like that's what do you call it like the bookend yeah 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 like now this is this is done um and it came out pretty good hopefully um when you look at it um that's that's what i like about it the music it's it's difficult because it's been there for such a long time. Mm -hmm. So, so an album release is more about, it's more like, um, yeah, like a bookend kind of thing. Cause when you got your, when you got the album in your hand, it usually means that the next part of working it, which in a normal situation would be playing live. Um, but it's not now. So, I guess I'm going to sit on the couch and look at my album for the whole summer. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, it's funny. I, 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 I would do that because like <laughs> where I'm sitting right now. So I, I work, I'm working from home since this all started. And, but yeah. now I just bought like this brand new, brand new record setup. you know, brand new record player, new, new receiver, new speakers, awesome stuff, you know? And now I just sit here beside my record collection and I just look at the same records I've been looking at for years and years. I just pull them out and I look through them. I don't like I, I could do that. And like when I get yours in the mail, I'm going to just pick it up and look at it a whole bunch of times. I'm going to listen to it, too. 
But I don't know. You know, you know how it is. The record play the records. You just look at them. I don't. I don't know why. I just keep doing it. No, but it's that's super <laughs> nice. I, <laughs> I do the same thing. So. <laughs> I think I think those of us that that love records all do it, and uh, that's why we love them. Yeah. So I so I hear you with the getting it in your hand. I think that's that to me. If I were putting out records, would be the most exciting part as well. Because, like you said, you know what the music sounds like. You've heard it over and over and over. You know whether you're happy with it or not. And uh, yeah. And once you get it, though, that that puts a bow on it, so to speak. Yeah. Exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, um, people can pre-order your record. Where was it? It's on. It's on. I got it on Bandcamp, I think. So. Is that the okay, main place cool. to go? Yeah, I put links on my social media everywhere. So I think uh, it's just perviebermusic.com. Um, and from from there, you'll, you'll find all the necessary links to everything, I guess. So Okay, awesome. That's, that's where we'll send them. Hey, man, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Again, you've been part of a lot of things that I really love. So, uh, so I, so thank you for that. And, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this interview. I appreciate it, Per. Yeah. Nice talk. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Hey man, you have a good evening. You too. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Shadows Always kept my head
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Pear. And the song you heard right at the end was called Lights Out. That's the fourth track off the EP. All is well in the land of the living. But for the rest of us, dot, 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 lights out. That's coming out on the Spots Records this Friday, May 14th. Get it on Bandcamp. Go to the Despots Bandcamp to order any of the options they have available. Thanks again to Pear for doing this, and thanks to you for listening at this point in the episode. Um, business stuff to tell you about. I think I said it last time. Well, first of all, we got to say I'm a liar about the website being ready by the end of the month of April. Obviously, it wasn't. You didn't see it on May 1st. Neither did I. That's not true. I did. I don't know if I said this in the last episode. Did I Did I say all this on the, the end of the last episode where I have actually seen the website? It does exist. Uh, you can't see it yet. I don't even quite have access to it yet, but I, but I can see all the work that has been done over the last year, and I'm excited for you to see that as well. Uh, but that's still to come, which is fine because uh, getting, getting my eyes on it alleviated a little bit of the stress, a little of the anxieties. So hopefully now we're on the home stretch and you soon will be able to go to gettingitout.net and get all the good stuff. That's what we're going to call it. That's what's there now, the good stuff. Okay. Until then, you can keep following at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. And there's Twitter at getting it out pod, but you will not find anything there because I don't use it other than to repost shit from other apps. So it exists, but it's pretty dormant. Um, what else? There is the Patreon, patreon.com slash getting it out podcast, where you will get things. You can physically get things. You can emotionally get things too, I guess. But uh, physically, uh, if you sign up for any tier, I'll send you out a sticker and a pin. Uh, Those tiers start at $1 and end at $3. That's the maximum. Maximum amount you can pay me a month is $3. They'll accept more, but you're going to have to send well-concealed cash. Benefits of signing up for that Patreon include access to getting it out radio when new episodes drop. Uh, It gives you automatic entry if you're in the $3 tier to any and all contests, which I should do one. I should definitely do one like now, but uh, I'll get to that. And uh, what else is what else is a perk? You get, you get full access to all the Getting It Out archives, which you cannot get on all streaming platforms anymore. I've started to revoke access to those early episodes, and uh, it's probably a good thing. Uh, you don't need to listen to that shit, but if you want to pay to, you can. I won't be able to stop you then. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. We're going to end this one with a track from Asheville, North Carolina's Shun. The song is called Machina, or it's Machina. I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but uh, there was that movie that was Machina. What was that? I don't even remember the the full title. I just remember it had that word in it. Then there was this band around my way that said Machina. Uh, So, you know, I don't know. You tell me what it is. But anyway, the band is called Shun. It comes off their self-titled debut record. Uh, Sephir released June 4th via Small Stone Records. Small Stone puts out a lot of awesome records, so uh, this is this is just about the same thing. Um, they also get bonus points for being from Asheville, which gives them proximity to Just Die, the best North Carolina hardcore band to ever exist, whether anybody agrees with that or not. All right? Um, okay, so yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Listen to Shun. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, what else are you supposed to do with the podcast? like it or rate it. Nobody does it anyway. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.